Hello, my friends. Welcome back to episode 40. You guys, thanks for being here today. So today we're going to dive in. I'm going to share my heart on some stuff. I was interviewed on a podcast last week. My podcast coach, Steph Gass, had me on and I'm going to share about that experience today. And the reason I'm going to share about that experience is because, friends, <laughs> it triggered some holy moly I don't even know, anxiety, it, it just triggered some stuff in me. And I wanted to unpack that for you. And I wanted to walk you through when you are triggered, especially by things from your past and things that, you know, maybe you've worked through in your own life, or maybe you're working through right now, or maybe you're scared to work through, like those things that are within us that are a struggle. And I wanted to just unpack that with you because Steph and I, we actually had a conversation this week about it. And we were laughing and I shared with her about an experience that I had had. So Steph had asked me in the middle of the episode, a very poignant question. And as she was asking me that question, you guys, it was like a hem and a ha. Like it was like three seconds of and um in that three seconds where I paused about like how I was going to answer this question. I had like an hour and a half conversation with God. Like I kid you not. Time stood still for an hour and a half in my head and heart, and I thought through the ramifications. I thought through every like pros and cons of how I'm going to share and what I'm going to share. And I was at a fork in a road. And I'll be honest with you, there was one way to go. If I would have went, you know, one way, it would have been a little bit easier emotionally, but I would have kept it elusive and I wouldn't have been specific. And we were talking about shame and anxiety, just to give you some context, but. She asked me a poignant question about shame and things that I had struggled with in shame. And the way she had asked it, she gave me the opportunity to either share deeply or to just talk about shame and talk around shame. And it was like this fork in the road. And I literally was sitting there and I felt like Jesus was so kind to me because when I was wrestling through it, we were just talking through it. I was like, literally, it was like an hour and a half conversation. I kid you not. The other side, which is the path I took, was to go there. And I kind of pulled off the Band-Aid, went deep, shared about a specific situation in my life and things that I have had to wrestle through to unpack shame and not live under the cloud of shame and regret and self-judgment and self-condemnation and the snare of the fear of man. Like, you guys all know it, okay? Because we all, every experience, my life story might be different. My choices may have been different. Things I've experienced in my life may be different than you, but you guys, I think fundamentally as humans, we all experience the same shame, the same anxiety, the same fear, the same regret, all of those things. It may be at different degrees, at different seasons in people's lives, but I think if there's one thing common to man, common to human, okay, not just man, women, when I say man, it's all of us, but in the human experience are all of these emotions that we feel and what life throws at us and how we process through and how we deal with them. And sometimes we don't deal with them. We just bury them under the rug and they're handling it pretty well. Other people, it's pretty obvious that they're burying stuff under the rug. And so this conversation, it just unleashed a lot in me and it had me process a lot. And so this conversation, I just will be honest with you too. I haven't recorded it yet. I'm about to record it, but I can tell you from the content that was in Steph's episode, we're going to be honest. I'm going to share openly. And so it might get a little colorful. So if you do have little ones, I don't know how many of you have little ones, but put on AirPods, (laughs) listen to this episode without little ears present because we're going there and I've got some thoughts and I've got a few tips and tricks and 
things that I do in my head and my heart to find my center again and to find peace when shame wants to rear its ugly head or when anxiety wants to rear its ugly head or fear, all of those things. Like it's a dance, right? And I think the older I get and the more work I do on myself and find that inner healing, like healing those places within me when God is healing those places within me, the more peace that I have and the more tools and things and the way I process. And so, you know, when I started this podcast journey, one of the verses that I started with was First Thessalonians 2.8. And the scripture says, because we love you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very lives as well. And you guys, that's where I'm coming from. I, I promise to show up and to share my journey, my process, and how God is healing me along the way, right? And I hope that it gives you hope. I hope it gives you hope for your own journey. I hope that it gives you some tools and some tactics. And so let's dig in. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. All right, you guys, welcome back. Here we go. Okay, episode 40. Let me start with a little short story that happened yesterday. So Kenzie, my almost 16-year-old, she started her first job yesterday, which it was super exciting. It was a big day in our house. We picked up the kids from school and we took them all to get a little snack real quick. And then we dropped her off at work. And I will tell you, from Starbucks parking lot to her works parking lot, it was about a 12 minute drive and it was just 12 minutes of straight anxiety on my end, right? And it's so funny because Kenzie had such peace and she was just excited. And I was like the nervous wreck. I was like, don't pick up your phone. Don't look at notification. Like just all the rules I was trying to give her. And my husband and Zach, my son, we're like, chill out. Like, it's okay. She's going to do great. You know, it's fine. Don't worry for her. You know, and Kenzie's like, mom, you're making me anxious. And I don't know. I just, it was so important. And so I, you know, we teased, but do you ever have those moments where you have just anxiety, right? Like anxiety comes up, you feel it in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about, right? And you say things you like, can't shut your mouth on some subjects and, and all of that. And so anyways, I was just so excited for her first day of work and she goes again tomorrow and we're we're super jazzed and I'm just I'm excited for her for her first job. My first job was I was uh I was a pharmaceutical rep. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm just kidding. I sold marijuana. But anyways, that's a story for another day. I wasn't really a pharmaceutical rep. I was a dumb teenager who took advantage of getting some cheap marijuana and then selling it to my friends. I didn't make a lot of money, but I was smart enough to be able to smoke my weed for free. So anyways, that's a story for another day. Teenagers do not smoke marijuana. It slows your learning, slows your brain down. It makes you less involved in life, all of that sort of stuff. Anyways, I'm not pro teen smoking marijuana. I just want to make that clear real quick. Okay, you guys, here we go. 
Let's talk about, let's dig into how our past affects us. So this is a really big subject and I'm going to share about what happened to me last week in you know, my conversation with Steph Gass, who's my podcast coach. She's also become a dear, dear friend of mine. We're really close. We are very open and honest with each other. I am like, she's just rad. She's amazing. She's one of those people where my guard is immediately let down when I'm with Steph and I can just be super open and super honest. Doesn't matter what it is. And you know, like you have those people in your life, right? So we're in the middle of this conversation. And now mind you, I will tell you, her assistant emailed me when they invited me on the show and said, okay, Steph wants you to talk about prayer and meditation, which I was super jazzed about. I love prayer. I love meditation. I love spoiling that for some Christians who struggle with the word meditation, that meditation is absolutely biblical and and all. So I was like super jazzed to like come on and share about the power of meditation and the power of, you know, biblical meditation and the power of prayer and all that. Right. So this is my like paradigm. This is like what I'm going in. I had one sheet of notes and, but I was ready to wing it. And I was super jazzed. So we get on the Zoom call. Steph and I are chatting it up and she's like, you know what, Danny, we're going to go a different direction today. I felt like the Lord wanted us to talk about shame and anxiety and how it affects us. And Steph has an amazing business. She helps small business entrepreneurs, people in ministry, like in the business world. Okay. So she's just amazing, but she really helps people launch businesses and do podcasts and, and all that sort of stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, let's go there. Cause she was trying to talk about how some of her clients are just having a hard time getting through. And she feels like there's something deeper going on than just like the block of the business stuff. Like there's actually might be some emotional things going on or some, some things deep within them. And so she just wanted to unpack that. So she's like, do you mind? Let's do it. I'm like, no problem. So she hits her cord without like any thought at all. We just began the conversation. And Like I said, Steph and I were looking at each other through the Zoom call. I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that, you know, a ton of people would be listening. This She's amazing. She's got a huge following. And so we were just having a really rich conversation about shame and anxiety. And about halfway into the conversation, she's like, okay, okay, Danny, like unpack it for us. And the way she asked the question, she left it open-ended in a way that I could have described shame and talked about it or talked around it or just been a little bit elusive, or I could have gone really deep and explained how I journeyed through some shame and some regret and how these past choices that I had made and some past choices that people had made in my life that affected me and and how we like break free from shame and, and all of that, right? So Steph had asked this question and there was about a three second moment that I had to decide which direction I was going to go. Like, was I going to keep it elusive? Was I going to keep it safe? Was I going to talk around it and about it? Or was I going to actually give like an example, like a real life example and go there and actually share some things that I've had to work through in my own life about shame and regret and the anxiety that it brings and all of that, just the crap that comes with like hard stuff that this world and this life throws at us. And decisions that we've made that we regret and all of that. And so you guys, okay, literally she asked the question and I think, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to listen to the episode because I want to hear how I sounded in that three seconds of deciding, because I kid you not, the world paused for three seconds for me. And I had like an hour and a half conversation with God in my head and in my heart. And I had talked it through and I was, I could see all the pros and all the cons of going which direction I wanted to go. And at the very end, I decided, I felt like God invited me into just be real, 
like we've done so much healing work together. You've got nothing to be ashamed of, like just share. And so I went there and I was super open and honest. And you guys, the crazy part is as open and honest as I am with you guys, I don't walk around town like sharing my story with every person I meet, even on retreats that I've done. I'm trying to think, I think I've done several dozen retreats over the years. I think I've only really shared a couple of these really vulnerable things in my life a few times. And it's like, it's never planned. It's always impromptu. It's always, okay, God, who needs to hear this? When do they need to hear this? Because you guys, and it's nothing that I'm hiding. Like I'm not hiding. I, I share it very openly. Oh my gosh. In therapy and with support groups and with mentors and with my husband and, and all of that. Like I'm very open. And if something's hitting me, I'm like the first one I'm texting, I'm reaching out. I'm getting support because I don't want to go back and live, so to speak, in the closet, right? And I, you know, I know that's a term for our gay friends and family, you know, that they come out of the closet. But, you know, if we could borrow that term just for everyone else who has stuff that they've shoved in the closet and in the dark and we don't want to turn the lights on and we don't want to clean it out because if we bring it out into the light, we think we're going to be shunned or we think we're going to be ostracized or we think we're going to face it and it's actually going to kill us like the despair or the regret will actually bury us and kill us when I have found in my own life that as I clean those dark places out and as I become more open and sharing, I can breathe a little easier and I can become a little bit more open and honest and and all of that, right? And so I was in this moment, I decided to pull off the bandaid and I shared and I shared how things that have been done to us, especially, and the things that we regret the most in life, they really, really affect us. And I know you know, they don't define us. Like, I'm not saying anything like that. And I know that some of us struggle with these things that have been done to us or the things that we have chosen to do, right? And they can begin to define us if we're not intentional in making the decision of not allowing those things to define us, right? And biblically, you guys, there's so many biblical truths about how we are redeemed and we're washed clean and we're a new creation and we're forgiven and all of these things, right? But The reality is these things impact us. They have an effect upon us. And it's okay to acknowledge, okay, this thing, it doesn't define me, but holy moly, it's really affecting me right now. And it's really had an impact on my life. Okay. Once we can go from letting something define us and you guys, it's just with a thought. It's literally with our thoughts and our words, or maybe you write it on a piece of paper. This situation, whatever it is, does not define me. But holy moly, acknowledging that it has impacted me and it's affected me. That's like, that's when the healing begins. Okay. And so I'm in this moment and I shared openly with Steph about some, and I didn't go into really a lot of details, but I shared about how I, you know, I had some sexual abuse background in my history went from being when I was a child. And, you know, I've had to work through that. Right. And I I remember sitting and a therapist had shared with me that, when someone is sexually abused, like it's not just a physical violation, it's like an emotional and spiritual violation of the person, right? And there is just so much that it messes up and it messes with in our heads and in our hearts and and all of that. And I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of people have gone through sexual abuse stuff in their history and in their past. And I sit with people all the time who are like, well, I'm not really sure. I mean, I get like these flashes or I get these images. Like, to be totally honest with you, I don't have like 10 straight memories or this like movie screen of here's how it happened. And here's the, I have like bits and pieces. And then there's been some choices that I've made in my life and different things that kind of 
you know, where there's enough smoke, there's some fire, right? So, and Jim, who you guys know, I've had him on the podcast a bunch of times. I'll put a couple of his episodes in the show notes so you can hear from my therapist and different things. He talks about acceptance and just different things in the episodes that he's been on about. But Jim has always been to me, he's been like, don't, don't go lifting up rocks. Don't go anywhere that the Holy Spirit doesn't take you, right? Because you guys, the reality is sometimes some of these things that were done to us or that happened in our life, they're in our unconscious minds because our minds weren't formed enough and we can't grasp it. It's like sand through an hourglass, like it's sand falling through our hands. Like there's no concrete memories and that's okay, right? Like it's okay just to acknowledge, huh, there was some stuff. It's clearly affected me because I am like kind of wonky in some areas. And let me just admit to you too and tell you, we are all wonky. Like we are all have a little bit of weird idiosyncrasies. We all have some wonkiness. We all have some things that we need to work through. That's part of the journey of living on this broken planet, right? But the hope for us, especially as believers is, oh my gosh, we don't have to do this alone. We literally have the Holy Spirit that resides within us. We have Jesus but the end of Matthew says, I will be with you till the end. That means he's like literally walking with us through all of these situations, through our inner healing and, and all of that, right? And we will be made whole again. And we are holy. I mean, we're like his holy creation. And I don't know, there's so much to that. But so I just wanted to kind of share. So I'd shared about the sexual abuse stuff. And then I had shared about some infidelity that I was a part of decades ago. And I was a part of some infidelity, right? And I shared it and oh my gosh, I'm realizing how far I've come because a decade ago, when I used to share this stuff, I would literally, and Jim would always push me to like share it with other people or share it in a support group or share it with my mentor, Lori, or, or even share it with him, right? Like just be open and, and begin to share. And every time I'd share, I would wait for someone to crucify me. Like I would wait to just be stoned and beaten up. And you guys, I'm telling you, the very opposite happened every time I opened up about this stuff. I would get nothing but compassion and grace and sensitivity and understanding and empathy. It was just, it blew my mind and it was extraordinary. And I will say that obviously the Lord had me choose really good people, right? <laughs> like be careful who you open up to. And I don't put, want to put a spirit of fear or say, you know, you got to be so guarded. There's no good people out there, but God will bring the right people into your life when it's time for you to share these, these holy moments and these things. But, and you know, they're a good person because they have their own story. They have their own compassion. They have their own grace. And I have a spiritual dad and he says, don't trust anybody without a limp. Like somebody who is not in touch with their own pain, maybe don't share your pain with them. They may not have the most reserved or sacred space within themselves to be able to hold your pain or your space. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So, but what I'm trying to say is, holy moly, it's been a journey. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for how far God has gotten me and that I can actually talk about this stuff without going into a panic attack or going into anxiety or going into self-hatred or self-loathing. Like this is all part of my journey and it's impacted me in such a way that it's grown me into who I am. Are there things in my past that I wish I didn't experience or go through or things that I have done that I wish I didn't? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the list is long, but the reality is what's done is done. All I have is today and all I have is the choice to go to breathe into it, to accept the things that I cannot change, right? Like the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity 
to accept the things I cannot change, the abuse, the choices I've made that were very self-abusive and ended up hurting other people as well, right? All of these things, these are things I cannot change. The serenity prayer goes on to say, the courage to change the things I can, what can I change? I can change how I respond, how I react, how I can ask the Lord and figure out more tools and more ways to find inner healing and peace with myself so I can live with joy and with hope and with peace and with purpose and not care what other people think. Do I care what other people think? Yeah, at times. Other times I'm like free as a bird and I could care less because I know if someone's judging me, they're judging me because they got judgment in their heart and they're judging themselves 10 times worse than they're judging me and, and all of that, right? Because we judge what we don't understand. I do it too, okay? And I'm still working on it, right? But the serenity prayer goes on to say, and the wisdom to know the difference, right? So the whole serenity prayer, well, it's very long, but I'm going to say the first couple lines to you again, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The wisdom to know the difference, you guys, that is the key. The wisdom to know the difference, the most important words you will ever utter in your life and in my life. Because when we can begin to loosen our grip on the things we don't control or that we can't change, we can actually take hold of the things we can change and the things we do control, how we respond, how we react, how we can usher in and allow God to heal us in these places and to receive his grace and to receive his compassion and to walk with purpose and meaning and joy and hope and all of that, right? And that doesn't mean the past is washed away. It doesn't mean that if you've been sexually abused or you've gone through any trauma or any form of abuse, it doesn't mean that it washes it completely away and you'll never be impacted or affected. You will. Okay. You always will be. But let me just tell you, God can also use that as a depth and as a maturity and as a, a launching pad for the human being that he is creating you to be. You know, I was journaling this morning and I was journaling how as we journey through this life, like we do have to choose, like some of this stuff is very intentional. And I know when we're overwhelmed with feelings and emotions it, nothing feels intentional. We feel like life is just happening to us. My emotions are just happening to me. My thoughts are just happening to me. I have no control to change or to fix it. But I believe the more we process and the more we work through it and the more we bring, obviously, Jesus and another trusted human being into the process and the more we are honest with ourselves and acknowledge these things, I believe that these things go from defining us to just impacting us. And I also believe that these things that were meant to curse us or that were curses can turn into actual blessings for ourselves and for others. There's a saying, you know, beauty for ashes. My friend Cindy talks about beauty for ashes all the time, meaning beauty comes out of the very things that burn and that like are ashes in our lives, right? We can take our shame, the things that we've struggled with and that we've hidden from the world and from even ourselves, like shame is so pervasive and shame is so hidden in the dark and in secrets and all of that, we can go from shame to with an understanding, a compassion, getting to the deeper reasons of why we are the way we are and why we function the way we do and why we run from these things. Like it's very human if we don't want to face certain things about our past or about our life or even about our future. Like, let's just be real. There's certain things even in today that are hard for some of us to face, right? We go from living in like secrets to freedom right? And freedom, right? The truth will set you free, right? That's beautiful. And it's so, so true. We go from living in fear and isolation 
to love and openness. And I mean, that is like, I've heard it said, the opposite of fear is actually love. Like to combat fear, to open ourselves up with compassion and to have love, that's actually how we combat fear. To go from bitterness to actual compassion for ourselves and for others and working through forgiveness and and all of that. And I was texting with a friend last night. Her dear friend just found out that her husband of 25 years, 35 years, I think, actually, doesn't even matter. A long time has been having a long-term affair. And my friend was asking me some advice, like what workbooks, what books should she read? You know, what should she do? And, and all of that. And we were texting back and forth. And one of the things I said was, when I'm sitting with someone who's gone through something like a major betrayal or a major heartache, I'm always pushing them to lovingly and compassionately, right? And gently to name it for what it is. Like there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot going on in there, right? And I know in the Christian world, we're always pushing people to forgive. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. You don't have to forget, but you got to forgive, which is amazing. And it's biblical. I think we do absolutely have to forgive. But I also believe forgiveness literally comes by the power of the Holy Spirit and that we have to do our work to work through these feelings and these emotions and name it and write it down and be open and honest about it. And honestly, sometimes it's not even this huge, big process. It's just acknowledging stuff. Ah, and then we can breathe again and we're free, right? And once we can acknowledge and work through this stuff, then forgiveness comes. Then we can forgive ourselves for the things that we have done. And then we can begin to forgive others for the things that they've done to us and how they've impacted our lives, right? Because we've all been victimized. We've all been the victim of situations. We've all been the victim of ourselves and our choices. But the reality is we don't have to live there. We can live actually with these woundedness, with these things, with these thorns, so to speak, and live with joy and hope and peace and purpose. And I know it because I see some of my best friends do it every single day, day in and day out. I'm trying like heck to live like that. And I've seen it. And on really good days, you guys, I'm really free. I'm really free. Like I am really free. There are other days where life tramples me. I struggle and I, you know, but it's when I get lost in my thoughts and I'm not actually grounding myself and being in the moment. And you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast at all, I'm a huge proponent of different tools and tactics to help us emotionally and mentally and all that, right? To empower us to live the best lives with Jesus and all that. And Polar Plunge has been one of my go-to things for just a long time now, and I love them. And Polar Plunge is where we literally either immerse ourselves in really ice cold water, the ocean, or, you know, you can do a polar bath, you know, that sort of thing, or you can do the last 30 seconds to two minutes of your shower, just really cold. And so I do that actually daily anyways. And it really does help me. And literally the other day though, I was kind of spinning off and I ended my shower. It's just a routine now. I don't even think about it. It just happens. Right. And I turned on the polar plunge. I kid you not. I didn't feel the cold water for like 10 seconds. And usually I'm so in the moment and I'm aware of what's going on that when I feel it, it like, (gasps) takes the air out of my lungs, right? It just takes my breath away. But I was so lost in my thoughts. I didn't even realize it was cold. I was so disconnected from my body. My thoughts were that I didn't, it didn't even register that I was freezing, right? And I actually, once I came to, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is the polar plunge. And then I felt it and then it was cold. But I had to be mindful even of the cold. Like that's how we get so lost in our thoughts at times. And how, and that just proves to me so much that we are not only physical beings where we have our minds and we also have we're spirit beings, right? We're like the triune being, like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. We're the same way. We've got 
a spirit, we've got a body, and we've got a mind that we have to contend with. And the holy grail of our walk with Jesus is to unite all three and to be at peace in our body, to be at peace in our minds, and to be at peace in our emotions, right? That doesn't mean we're not going to struggle. We're not going to be frustrated. There's like this wheel of emotion that are all normal emotions, like anger is fine. You know, it's when you binge on anger, that's a problem, right? Sadness is fine. It's like when you wallow in sadness, that's when it becomes a problem. But when we fight off these emotions that are very human and very part of our experience and part of our cleansing and processing, that's when we have issues. That's when we get like emotionally constipated. And then we are shorter with our kids. We're shorter with our spouses. We're shorter with the people we work with, our business associates, like the lady at the checkout stand. You know, we're we're shorter with people because we've got no bandwidth because we're holding on to all these emotions that are just supposed to like flow through us. Like I heard it said that we're actually like a conduit to these emotions. Like we're a conduit to all of this stuff. Like when we attach to it, it like takes up room and space. And I don't know about you, but I just want to be free. I want to be like a conduit to whatever the Lord allows and then let the Holy Spirit flow and minister to those places within me and not get too attached to any one thing, right? I don't want to get too attached to my past and to the shame and the regret and all of that. No, I want to release it and learn from it and oh my gosh, like have a depth of wisdom from my past that you have from your past, right? Like we all have these things that we've experienced and I believe God wastes none of it. Like I know because I know because I know that the things that you have been through, God wants to empower you and equip you to minister to others and to just be able to look people in the eye and let them know they are seen and they are valued and they have a purpose on this planet. And you guys, the only way we can do that is when we acknowledge our own struggles, when we acknowledge our own things. And I know like some things are taboo and we just don't like to talk about it, especially, you know, in the church and all of that. But when people have been victimized or like, it's hard. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. And you guys, it's really easy to fall into self-pity and to live as the victim. And that's no place to live either. I will tell you that. Like I lived there for a very long time and I don't want to brag, but I was like a professional victim. Okay. As a professional, like I hate myself. (laughs) I hate people who've hurt me. Like I was, it was just, I became really, really good at it. I don't want to brag, but I think I had a little superpower cape about it. But I don't know what woke me up to the fact that that was getting me nowhere. Like all it was getting me was more misery and more pain and more shame. And so the more open, the more I acknowledge and I give myself permission to process these things, to acknowledge these things in safe places. It doesn't mean you need to, you know, share it with the world. And, you know, I don't even know, like, it's crazy that I'm even sharing it on my podcast with you guys. Like you guys are my people. And I just told myself and I told Steph this week and I told my husband, Gary, and you know, I told a couple friends, I told Jim, like, oh my gosh, I cannot like be open and raw on Steph's podcast and not come back to my people and be like, listen, this is me too. Like I've been through some stuff. Like we've all been through some stuff. This stuff doesn't define us. Like there's so much more for us to move into on this planet. And anyways, and side note, I did tell Steph this you know, originally my podcast was actually going to be called The Holy Shit Show. And Steph talked me out of it because my demographic is clearly Christians for the most part. I know some of you are not Christians and I respect you and I love you and I'm grateful that you're here. But, you know, for the most part, it's Christians, right? And Christians have a little bit of a hard time with bad language. And I'm not a big cusser at all. But my first year of sobriety, I tell the story 
pretty often about how the only thing I could utter was literally holy shit. And it was like a prayer. It was an angst. It was like this deep, it was deep from within me. And it just said so much. And it's interesting because I feel like the Lord has turned that saying, that phrase into like almost my mantra and almost my mission in life. And let me explain. You know, I believe, honestly, the darkest moments of our lives, the hardest things that we've walked through can literally be holy ground and be like manure, right? Like what is manure used for? It's used to fertilize plants and it's fertilize our food and all of that stuff, right? It's used, it's rich in nutrients and it fertilizes and helps things grow. And I believe that the hardest things that we've been through, if we allow the Lord to merge with us and to partner with us, the Holy Spirit can literally use those things to literally fertilize others and to help others break out of their shame and break out of their pain and and just know that they're not alone and to feel seen. And and you guys, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, you need to share your story or your deepest, darkest secrets with the whole world. Trust me, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not about that at all. What I am saying though, as you share it and with yourself, you just acknowledge it with yourself and with God. I'm telling you, there's something rich that happens. You have a more of a deeper understanding about humanity and about people. And, and you're going to have conversations with people and just be able to look people in the eye. And whatever you do will be done with more purpose and with more meaning. And you guys, that is magical. That is miraculous. That is beautiful. And that is how God will take your deepest, darkest regrets and your deepest, darkest pains and your deepest, darkest things where you've been abused and victimized. And he'll use it for his glory and for your good and for the kingdom's good. And I don't exactly know how it works, but I just know, I mean, I know some of my dearest friends, they don't share their stories really publicly at all, but they have such a richness about them. They carry this air of like comfort and peace. And you guys, I'm telling you, we're contagious. If we're contagious human beings, and especially if you're empathetic at all, you know, when you walk into a room, you can tell what people are feeling, what people are picking up, what people are putting down and that sort of thing, right? And I want to put into the world as much goodness and as much peace and as much happiness as I can, right? Because people are struggling. And sometimes guys, just by us working through our stuff and walking into a room, we change the atmosphere. Like we literally, and I don't mean some hocus pocus, woohoo junk, okay? I literally mean just your presence, just by who you are. The world needs you, literally. The world needs you. Like, and the stuff that you've been through, Sometimes just processing through it and acknowledging it brings enough peace into your own heart so you're giving peace to others. And they may never know the depth of your story, or the depth of what you've been through, but that's okay. You know, Jesus knows, and he's not going to waste it. And so, I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. I don't, I kind of preach today. I didn't mean to preach. What I want to just tell you, three things, okay? Here's my three intentional takeaways for you today, okay? Number one. Be intentional. Acknowledge the things that are going on, the things that have happened to you and the things that you've done and acknowledge that they don't define you. And in the same breath, acknowledge that they impact you, right? So acknowledge that these things don't define you, but literally in the same breath, you have to acknowledge they impacted you because sometimes we go overboard and we're like, no, no, those things, they shouldn't have any effect on me. Like what? Yes, of course they should have had an effect on you. You were hurt. You were victimized. You victimized yourself. Like those things hurt. Th those things are going to have an effect on you. You don't have to live as the victim and you don't have to live defined by those things, but acknowledge the impact, right? So that's number one. 
Number two, you have permission to process and to grieve. It may take a day. It may take an hour. It may take a prayer. It may take 10 years. It may take therapy. It may take more tools. It may take polar plunges. It may take meditation. It may take, it may take a 10 different things that you get to do. But let me just tell you, the journey, when we begin to give permission to ourselves to process and to actually feel these things, they're not as scary as we think they are. I used to think despair or depression would just override me and I'd end up killing myself. The reality is the more I gave myself permission to process and to grieve and to work through these things, the more I could breathe a little lighter, the more I could look people in the eye, the more I was at peace with myself, and the more I was at peace with humanity, and the more I became at peace with even people that have hurt me. Holy moly. It was big time. It was amazing. And be at peace with myself. I got to forgive myself, and that's an episode for another day. But third, lastly, don't buy into the lie that you're the only one that's ever felt this way or that's done what you've done or that's been done to you the way it's been done to you or that you're too far gone and that there's no hope. My friend, there is hope. You are not too far gone. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you've done. God can heal you. God can. And it's like in the process of healing you, right? It's a process. And Sometimes we get disillusioned because we see other people with like miraculous healings. Like, oh my gosh, my friend, she used to struggle with depression and they prayed over her and it's gone. So God must just love her more. Like, no, that's not how it works. I promise you. The healing and the process of healing is just as beautiful and miraculous, sometimes more beautiful and more miraculous than the one and done healing. Because you guys, we don't take it for granted and we're in it and we can feel it and we're a part of this process with humanity. You guys, we are all part of this huge, huge body, this huge humanity, and everybody is walking their own journeys. And as we begin to unravel our own <laughs> junk inside our head and begin to ground ourselves and to find peace and to find hope and to find joy, oh my gosh, it's beautiful because you know you're not alone. You know you're not the only one that has struggled. You know you're not the only one with regrets. And you can breathe into that. And you can know, oh my gosh, there's hope for another day and there's something glorious coming. And this is not it. Like today is not the best day of your life. It's a, I hate to break it to you, but there's God willing, better seasons and better moments coming in your life. I tell my kids all the time, they're in junior high and high school. And a lot of people say like, oh my gosh, cherish that time. It's the best time of your life. I tell my kids all the time, this is not the best time of your life <laughs> at all. Like you got hormones raging, you're emotional. You're, there's just so much going on. Like, and I just want to say the same thing to you. If you're in a hard season, it's okay that this is not the best time of your life, whatever you're walking through. But I promise you, there's more hope and there's more joy. And that doesn't mean you're going to be teleported out of your past or out of your circumstances. But I, it does mean that there is more room for God to do a work in your heart and in your mind. And I'm not just saying stupid Christianese junk that people say to try and make people feel better. I'm saying it because I believe it. I see it in my own life. I see it in my friends' lives, and I just believe it for you. And so there's my story, you guys. I can't believe it. It's over. This episode's over. I did it. Okay, let me pray for you. I'm so grateful. I'm really grateful for Steph Gass and for her impact on my life and my podcast and, and all of that. And I, I'll air that episode or I'll share the episode that she aired of us in our conversation. It was really great. She's got some great insights into this whole thing as well. And it was fun. So you guys are going to love Steph. So, all right, let me say a little prayer for you. Okay. Lord, I thank you for my friend. God, I thank you for who you've made them to be. And Lord, I don't know what they're wrestling with specifically. I don't know what things 
have taken over and kind of defined their life, Lord, but I pray that you would just help them, God, to come out of the of letting those things define them, Father, and acknowledging that they do affect them, but they're not defined by them, God. I just pray, Lord, that you just bring some hope and some peace, Lord, and bring some laughter and joy into their lives. May they know that they are not a mistake, that you actually have a purpose and plan for their lives, and more importantly, God, you have them in the palm of your hands. Lord, let them know that you have them in the palm of your hands. You have a plan for them, Father. Lord, I thank you for your love and your grace and your compassion. I thank you for this community. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for this time to be with my friends and to journey. Lord, thank you for who you are and thank you for my friend. Bless them and fill them by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. See you next time. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.